Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Education Podcast by me, Rob Matthews Coaching. Now, if you couldn't tell by the title, this is going to be a bit of a life update and a bit of a different podcast. It's going to be all about me turning 22, about my mental health and just more of a chilled out vibe. Normally when I do these podcasts, they come with a topic, plans and actionable steps that you can take to improve it, whether it be a physical factor inside the gym, whether it be your mindset or whether it be a philosophical topic and mindset with regards to something like cold showers or just your body image and the way that you speak to yourself. And as much as I love doing those podcasts, and I will certainly do more in the future, I don't get often get a chance to talk about myself or give you more of an insight behind the curtain. And that's the point of this episode. It's the reason that I put out on my Instagram stories the other day, asking you for the questions that you really want the answer to, to gain a greater insight on the honesty and transparency of how it is being 22 now, having an online coaching business, being a well, going into my fourth year of uni and everything that comes with that and just life in general. So the goal of this podcast is to make you realise that you're not alone in the way that you feel. Life can be scary, life can get in the way and the last thing you should do is give up. And it's to provide you with being able to resonate actionable steps on how to improve your mental health and also how to just process everything that you're going through. So without further ado, let's get started on the first question and it fits quite well. It is literally just how are you and I think it is the most important question that we can ask a friend, a family member or just anyone that we meet. We often scatter through it in a conversation but really we should ask twice whenever we're asking. Once because we're always going to go through it and just say yeah I'm alright mate, how are you? And twice because we need to hear the real answer. Now, like I said, with it being my birthday this past couple of weeks, past couple of weeks, it was literally last week, that doesn't make sense, it gave me a lot of time to reflect. Reflect on the past year and everything that I'm doing at the moment. And birthdays are stereotypically a great place for everyone to have this time to reflect, to have more time to sit back, look through photos, look through the past year, whatever it is, people post your photos on your on your Instagram and highlight some of the best times that you've had in the past year. But often, personally and deep down, we often feel like we've not done enough, that the year's been quite tough and we tell ourselves that we should have done better and we've wasted a year. I know personally for me, I'm a person that is constantly driven to do more, that wants more from themselves and expects more from themselves. And this can be really tough when you don't often take time to sit back and realise. So that's literally how I've sort of improved this and dealt with this, is I sat down in my journal and literally all I wrote was, how did you feel like you did in your 21st year and how do you feel about your birthday? So I've answered that second part with, you know, it's a good chance for reflection and everything along them lines. And then I just wrote out a list. And I'm just going to explain that list to you now. And hopefully that list can sort of give you ideas of what you've maybe done or what you can add to your own list. But please do take a minute to either pause it after I've given my list or before it to just write down what you've done in the past year. Write out your accomplishments, write out your achievements, write out the things that you've done that you're really proud of. So let's get into mine. First thing that I wrote was that I moved my business completely online. And really it was the start of my business altogether. Previously, I'd been obviously one-to-one PTing in the gym and it was great, it was fun, um, but I wanted to help more people. 
and I wanted to carry on doing what I was doing while still at university. So that's why I moved everything online. Very much winging it at the start, as you do with everything in life. And yeah, I made it into this great thing, helping tens, tens and hundreds of people so far. And yeah, I'm loving it. So that's something I'm really proud of that I've done in the last year. Alongside that, I've finished and done really well in my third year of university. I've ran an ultramarathon. I've climbed the highest Monroe in Scotland and done many Monroes since. I've been to Malta on holiday. I also went on my first holiday on my own for the first time since I was 18, which was something that was really important for me to do to prove that I've still got that mental capacity of being uncomfortable when at the time it was during my second term of uni in third year and I felt like I was losing it. So being able to still do that, doing it quite spontaneous as well, um, really helped my mental state and something that I'm really proud of that I've done. I've also done my first in-person talk to over 20 people. Now, it may not sound like a lot of people I know and that's what I mean, I sort of put myself down in that way but it was still something that was a very uncomfortable and scary experience to do beforehand. You know, you get nervous and anxious about and being able to prove my knowledge, be able to help over 20 people in the fact of doing a live Q&A around nutrition and being able to give succinct, helpful answers is something that I'm really proud of that I've done and something I'm definitely going to look to do more of in the future. I've also been a manager of a gym for the last few months, which although it may not sound very impressive or anything like that, I think to do it 21 and to do it very well is something that I'm really going to look back of, look back on in the future and go, that was quite a big challenge, although it's not really felt like it in that sense of, I've not felt like a lot's been thrown at me in that time, but I've certainly learned a lot and will be able to take it into future endeavours, so that's really good. And that's my list, and, you know, you may be, listening to it going fucking hell you've done a lot um, but like I said I've still had that sort of mental energy mental projection of I've not done enough and it shows just how easy it can be to think that you should always do more and shows why it's important to celebrate the wins along the way to write down what you've done and really focus in on it to ensure that you don't sort of have the feeling that I've had um, and it is a strength and a weakness like I said before um, and being able to constantly wanting to do more, constantly pushing yourself is a great factor to have, but it is a weakness in that you need to be able to celebrate the wins in order to ensure you don't burn the candle at both ends. Now let's move on to the second question. Where do you see yourself this time next year? And it's a big one. It's definitely one that people struggle with and I think it is something that we should struggle with. Being in your 20s, it's something that people don't talk about enough that you're in a state of limbo, you're not sure whether you're still a teenager or whether you're an adult. You need to figure out where you sit in terms of people don't treat you like a full-blown adult, but people don't also treat you like a teenager. And it's definitely hard and you probably don't have an idea what you're doing if you're listening to this and resonating with it. But don't worry. My only things that I would say to you that you can do is journal, talk to yourself and realise what it is that you want to do. Not what others want you to do, not what your family want you to do. Do what you want to do. In terms of where I see myself, honestly, I'm not too sure. I know I will be online coaching. I know I will be helping people in some format. How I will be using my degree, I don't really know. Um, but I'm sure I will be using it in some format, if not in a job within my online coaching. And where? 
in terms of a location, your guess is as good as mine. I'm hoping somewhere sunny, I'm hoping somewhere abroad, but we shall see. Things never always work out the way that you plan, so you've got to be flexible rather than fixed. And I think that's a good enough answer, but that was more one for me personally that you know, I think in a year's time when I'm still doing this podcast, I'll look back and laugh at how naive and unaware I was of what's going to happen in the future. And that's the way it should be, to be honest. The third one, and this is one that I've already spoke about in my story, but it's definitely one that's had the most impressions in terms of my relationship with alcohol. I don't really drink at the moment. And most people really ask questions why, rather than being like, all right, okay. And a quote that I heard recently from Chris Williams, um, an incredible guy, an incredible podcast host, said, alcohol is the only drug where if you don't do it, people assume you have a problem. Now, I've not drank all summer, which is you know crazy to some people. Since being back at uni probably about five months ago, I've not had a sip. And yeah, this quote really struck with me because I've had so many conversations with clients who you know, live for this Thursday night, opening the bottle of wine and dealing with it, going like, oh, it's almost Friday, and then they get to Friday and it's another bottle, maybe two bottles, and it's this vicious cycle of enjoying the uh, enjoying the weekend just to put off going back to work on Monday morning. And I think it's a shame because not drinking for me has been such a powerful tool in realising what it is I want, who it is I want to surround myself with, and just focusing on my mental health 10 times more because I think if you're waiting one whole day to get drunk, say on Friday night, you're at work, you're just, yeah, Friday during the day, all you're thinking about is Friday night, going out with your pals, getting that drink, and then Saturday you're hanging out your arse so you do absolutely nothing. To only have Sunday for yourself, it's just so detrimental in terms of you never have time for yourself to process these harder questions in life. So yeah, I've not... I've not really drank and it isn't me saying, oh, look at me, I'm I'm sober because I'm, I definitely will have a drink here and there um, and I definitely will have a drink a wee bit more when I go back to uni. But I think if you are one of them people and you're listening to this that, you know, you do sort of not have a problem but you you rely on drink to sort of have fun, just be aware that the problem isn't you, the problem is your habits. It's, you need to find a better environment, you need to find a better routine and it needs to benefit and serves you because the reason that you have the alcohol is because it's the fun part of your week. You need to find something else that's fun, that is enjoyable and it serves you and it makes you feel better. Now, it was quite quite harsh, but it's probably quite true for a lot of years. So let's move on to the next one. What's the most important lesson you've learned in life? That was a very deep question and I love that these are the questions that I'm getting asked. Um, over on Instagram once again if you don't follow me already make sure you do and ask more questions and I'd say the most important lesson I've learned in my life I've got it tattooed on me and it's to always have perspective simply that there's more perspective than your own everyone's got everyone's got their own perspective and every event is different one in their own perspective and it's definitely it's hard to, let me try and think how to explain this in the best way possible. The reason that it's so important to me and the reason that I value it so highly enough to even get it tattooed on my body is that I always think about it in the mental health side of things. Often the most loud 
and the most in-your-face person in the room is the one that struggles the most when by themselves. And it's the same with those that are quiet and concise and aware of their surroundings and social scenarios are those that are most confident by themselves. Yet we expect it to be the other way. And our social perspective would expect us to look at the one that's screaming and shouting and having fun as the one that's confident, that is arrogant and out there and fine within themselves. And like we say, it's truly the opposite of that normally. And it's that idea of never judging a book by its cover, that you never know what someone is going through and that everyone's life's different, everyone's perspective is different. And yeah, without going into any, any more of that, I'd say to have perspective, to understand that you never know what someone is truly going through is the most important lesson I've learned in life. Final question, because I don't want to drag this out too long, and it's quite a good one. What do you plan on doing this year? What's the big goal and what's my list going to look like for next year? And I think this is going to be another one that in a year's time I'm going to try and re-listen to this and see how things have changed along the way. But let's go for these. This podcast to have been recorded and put out every single week without fail. From a business to hit over 200 clients in total and to finish my degree. I'm going to have to try and run an extra uh, ultra marathon if I want to improve on last time. Um, but we're not, not too sure on that one. And I just want to be more aware and accepting of that things are constantly changing. And it's weird because normally people would say they want to be happier, that they want to be this, they want to be X, Y and Z. But I just want to be more self-aware. I want to be more accepting of the waves and challenges that life always throws at you. And be content of knowing that things always work out in the end and that as long as you put in your best effort day in, day out, things will always work out and things will always be the way that they're meant to be. Now the last few things that I'm going to reflect on are actually things for you to reflect on. And I've spoke a lot about how a lot of these thoughts have came to me through diaries for journaling and things like that. And it's definitely something that I recommend you to do. So all I'm going to do is just read out um, a few questions for you to think of and write about. And it's a good way to follow on from that last question to plan on what you want to do. So the first one that you're going to write down is you feel good when I... And then write down what you think that is. So for me... What I wrote is, I feel good when I allow myself to be myself. When I stop constantly worrying about the next step. What's next? What do I have to do? And instead switch to what can I do? What would I like to do? What is going to help me? I recently heard this quote that said, before you worry about helping others, help yourself. And it struck me, not just as a coach, but as a friend. I'm the best friend and family member or partner when I'm at my best. When I look after myself, when I do what I want to do, and that's when I'm best for those around me and those around me want to be around me. So write down to yourself, when do you feel good? When are you able to be at your best? The second one is write down what your body enjoys. And it just, for me personally, I wrote my body enjoys movement, it enjoys activity, 
enjoys being surrounded by good people, being in the sun, being positive and tranquil vibes as we're going for recently. And my body's at its best when my mind is at its best within a positive environment. That even though I can get my body to do things, it fairly enjoys it more when my mind's in tune with that. And the final one is I will try my best too. And it's sort of like, what do you plan on doing this year? It's this overall theme of, I will try my best to speak. Sometimes the simplest tasks are the hardest. Like if I'm being truly transparent, this podcast I've put off recording for over a week now. I didn't even want to record it today, but in writing this journal, writing these couple of sentences, it made me aware just how chaotic I was being. Sitting and worrying about what you're, what you're doing, what you have to do, it isn't helping. Neither was not mentioning to anyone how I was feeling. So this week, this year, I will try my best to speak honestly and openly. And I will do more things like these podcasts where I am honest and transparent with you guys. But yeah, there's a couple of questions for you to ask yourself to write down to journal about. And the final sort of thoughts that I'm going to lead you with is definitely write down your thoughts. Definitely write down how you're feeling. I've actually got another journal that's proved to be really good at the moment that is called Q&A, 365 questions, five years, how many answers? 1,825 answers. And it's the same question um, that you write on the day every single year and you can look back and see how your answers have changed throughout the year. And I think it's going to be something that I really look back at fondly and see how much I've changed over the next five years that I do it. So that's that's a recommendation. Get that. Get a journal. Have some questions that you ask yourself every day and then have some weekly ones that you can sort of look back at and reflection. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, hopefully you've resonated with something or it's just made you feel better about how you are in your own life. And yeah, if you do one thing today, reach out to a mate, ask them twice how they are and just never forget that it's not too late to talk. You can always talk to anyone and you should always talk. Everyone will listen and those around you who are positive will always help you. Have a good week, team, and I'll speak to you next week.